You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. We find strength when we are in the presence of God. Know more about the power of prayer in this message by Pastor John Del Rosario. Good evening everyone and uh, it is so exciting for me to start this series. It is called Cross Training. Can you say Cross Training? Cross Training. Okay? It, uh, if, if you're athletes here, you, you probably have heard of training for a particular sport. Cross training is actually uh, finding ways on how to build up the various areas in your life so that you can be successful in that one particular sport. So there's muscle enhancement training, there's bone strengthening training, there's aerobic exercises, anaerobic exercises to improve your uh, flexibility, your balance, your endurance. So many different areas that you can improve so that you can perform competently in this one particular sport. Let me share this verse which will serve as our handle for this series. We take it from 1 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. For this whole series, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training, or that of a sport, is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. You've heard of people who are just alive. Hey, just alive, not probably into vices and not eating well, probably overweight or underweight. You've heard of people who are alive and well. They are healthy. Hey, when, you, when you use the word healthy, they're not really healthy. They're healthy in a way that's probably overweight. Hey, but there, on the other hand, is uh, people who are fit and competent. This is what we're talking about. There are people who are this in the, in the natural world. There are also people like this, Christians who are like this in the spiritual world. There are Christians who understand the gospel, but they don't really walk along the teachings of Scripture. The, the topic of this series is that there are things that we can do. And mind you, these things, training, discipline, they are hard things. They are things that are not easy. Greatness incurs cost. Okay? There are things that you can do not only to be a healthy Christian, but you can be fit and competent doing exploits for God. And every one of us likes this. Amen? Okay, parang konti lang eh. Sino ba sa inyo gusto maging healthy Christian? Alright, I'm, I'm so excited for this series. I pray that you hang in there. A lot of these things are hard. See, Pastor Sonny is a good friend of mine. He says, and you go to his house, there's a... Uh, and I, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling this. He, he shares this to me that he wanted to share this in his uh, services. Meron siyang uh, free weights. Meron siyang, uh, uh, hindi ko kung may rowing machine pa doon. And he has a lot of dumbbells. Pero sinabi niya, um, won't help me much if I don't go, go and find time to do it. There are things that you find time for, but there are things that you make time for. We make time for our fitness. We make time for the things that we know that we need to be healthy and fit and competent. Cross-training is our, is our series. Training teaches a particular skill or a particular behavior. When you take it to Christianity, it's going to teach you not just a particular skill or a particular behavior, it's going to teach you a particular way of life. So how is it to be a Christian who is doing exploits for God? How is it? This is the topic of our series, and we have four weeks for this. The first week is going to be on prayer. Second week is on the Word. You think about it, prayer and Word, they go hand in hand. It's like communication. One speaks, the other listens. The other speaks, the other person listens. 
So this would be a good time to start the series. And if you would invite other people, your friends to, to the series, it's a good time for you to invite them next week as well. They won't miss a thing. It's just picking up from where we'll be leaving off today. Third is giving. And fourth is fasting. These are spiritual disciplines. And when we talk about disciplines, they are difficult. They are hard. And it's not automatic that you have a Bible. It's not automatic that you know Christianese words. It's not automatic that you attend a victory group or you attend service regularly. There are things that you need to understand and that you need to put your mind to it that you're going to need to do. Christianity, we don't really boast of things that we do. We can't do it. Jesus won our salvation. But when you get into Christianity, there are opportunities for you to decide, you know what, I want to grow. You know what, I'm tired of being in the kiddie pool all this time. I'm going to try the adult pool. It's nice to be in the kiddie pool, right? It's not if you're 30, 40 years old. Kiddie pool is nice, but you're never going to learn to swim in the kiddie pool. On one time or another, you're going to learn to jump into the adult pool and learn the skills that you need. And this is what the series is all about. Cross training. Uh, Luke 9 tells us about crosses that we need to bear daily. Since these are hard things, difficult things, if you will, you might think of these four things, prayer, word, giving, and fasting as your crosses to bear. Thus, the title of our series cross training and that's all that there is to it we're really excited about it we 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 are so glad that you are here uh, as we embark on this new series so let's start prayer the patriarchs abraham moses isaac they were people of prayer they prayed all the time moses probably prayed spoke more to god than to the people around him i say i say this because we are going to be basing this series on the book of psalms A lot of the psalms or the songs have been prayers, songs from the heart of David, one of our patriarchs. He sang his prayers to the Lord and we can glean a lot of what Christianity looks like. A relationship with God looks like through his prayers, through his songs. 2 Samuel 24 verse 24, David is famous for saying, I will not give you something that cost me nothing. Discipline. Hard work will cost us everything, and these disciplines will cost us a lot as well. But we need to do some groundwork. These are FAQs, frequently asked questions. Hopefully, this will help you understand where we're coming from. Prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is basically, it's almost universal in that almost everybody in the world prays to someone. Even in in 2004, there was a survey that says 30% of atheists, people who claim that there is no God, they pray. It's almost something that we need to do to acknowledge that there is something bigger, there's someone who is wiser, there's someone who can make sense of the things that we can't make sense of. We need to pray. It's almost universal. But it would be very, very wrong to conclude that all prayers are the same. See, Buddhists pray. Hindu people, they pray. Muslims, they pray five times a day. Jews, they pray three times a day, just like Daniel did three times a day. Christians, 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us to pray unceasingly, making it a lifestyle. So what is prayer? I I put together something that would apply to all religions. What is prayer? It is awe before an infinite being. Judaism, Islam, Christianity, this will fit there. Prayer is a duty and a struggle, if you're honest. 
It is a duty. It is commanded. And when you pray, it is commanded. And also, prayer is based on what is known about God, capital G or small g, or any philosophy that one adheres to. For example, um, you might be here, we, we boast ourselves, the Philippines, as a Christian nation. And forgive me for saying this, but we need to use Christian in the loosest possible sense. Christian, I, I used to do this. Um, I never prayed, let alone, um, I, I only prayed the things that every one of us pray, the Lord's Prayer and the... the the, the Hail Marys and the, and the Apostles' Creed, no personal prayer whatsoever. I never prayed during my pub, private time. If I were to tell you I had no relationship with God at all, but if you saw me, I would be adamant, I would be pushing back. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'm really boasting of a relationship that I did not have. I had artifacts around my neck that I bought in church. I had prayers that I never read, but I put them in my pocket or my bag, thinking that I am safe because they're in my bag. It's based on what I know about God. Or if you're honest, it's, it's really just what the crowd says. They can't be wrong. Some people would say, um, pray, singing is twice praying. Have you ever heard that? Singing is twice praying. Okay? You never pray, but you, you sing Hillsong a lot, kahit sa banyo. Okay? Do you pray? No, but I, I get all of Hillsong's uh, albums and I sing to it every time. So I'm praying to God. God hears my prayers. These are things that people believe. Some people, they say, you don't need to have a coherent thought. If you're crying, that's praying. Say, do you pray? No, but I cry a lot. <laughs> you know, so I'm praying. God understands. So what really is prayer? Do you really have to have a coherent thought? Or do you like to just bask in the presence and just meditate until there's nothing there? It's called tabula rasa. It's more Buddhist than it is Christian. So what do we believe? This is a general definition of prayer. Who do we pray to? The object of prayer is of utmost importance. Okay? If we don't, it's like putting a message in a bottle and throwing it in the ocean and say, Lord, I pray that someone gets this and reads it because I'm really in desperate need. Uh, around 10 years ago, we went, my friends and I, with Pastor Francis. He wasn't a pastor then. I wasn't a pastor then. We went to chase uh, uh, whale sharks in Donsol eh, with some friends. And I almost drowned in, in trying to chase one of these whale sharks. And uh, our friends on the, on the boat, okay, um, this never happened, but exam- think that this happened. I was almost drowning, and help me, I'm not going to make it. Uh, throw me something, I'm drowning here. Uh, we have two things here. We have a beach ball and a bowling ball. What do you want? I don't care. I, I have faith. They're both orange anyway. I'm just Whatever you're going to throw, I'm just... Some people are believing things that are, that are dragging them to the depths of the sea. They are drowning. They're sincere in it. But it's not going to save them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If salvation were, were dependent on the building that you're going to be uh, climbing and you have a ladder, you're, you're, you're very, very careful on each step. You're already at the 70th floor. When you get to the top, you found out that it was re- leaning on the wrong building. The object of your faith is very, very important. Amen. We need to pray to God. Who is 
your God. A.W. Tozer, one of the most brilliant minds in, in the 50s, said this, What comes to your mind when we say the word God is the most important thing about you. When you die, who are you expecting to see? How is he going to be like? How are you supposed to be like? Will he, will he be angry at you? Will he, will he hug you? Or That's the most important thing about you. Who are we Christians supposed to pray to? God. Who is this God? He's the one true God. He is the God of the Bible. He is the God who is the maker of heaven and earth. This is one God. Can you say one God? We have one God, but He is all, not just one. He is one God in three persons. Can you say three persons? He is triune in the King James Version. If you have that version, it's, He's referred to as the Godhead. God is the Father. Jesus prays to God uh, in John 17, verse 3, to the one true God, to the Father. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 8 says, there is one God, the Father. Matthew 6, verse 9 tells us, you need to pray this way, our Father. Second person of the Trinity is Jesus. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5 says, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And there's a third person, he's the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 26 to 27 tells us that the Holy Spirit, even if we don't know what we're praying for, He can help us because He knows the mind of God. He intercedes for us, paralleling the mediating work of Jesus. So this this is who we pray to. The one God, the God of the Bible, the God of our salvation. We pray to the Father, we pray to the Son, and we pray to the Holy Spirit. That's all. We don't pray to people. We don't pray to people who are saints. Look at the person beside you. That's a saint. If he is a Christian, a follower of Jesus, he is a saint. Okay? See, Paul, lagi niya sinusulat, to the saints in Colossae, to the saints in Philippi. He wasn't writing those letters to uh, Manila Memorial Park. Okay? He was writing it to churches, saints, believers who are alive. When you're dead, you are a saint still, but not in the way that the Roman Catholic Church defines it. We don't pray to saints. Eh? There's one place in the Bible that someone prayed to a person. In Luke 16, there's a guy called Lazarus. Not the Lazarus that Jesus rose from the dead. Um, he prayed to Father Abraham. Father Abraham, it's so hot in here. Eh? It's, uh, he's in hell. Tell my father and my brothers not to come here. That's the only time that somebody prayed to a man who is not God. And guess what? It didn't work. You pray to God and you pray to God alone. We don't pray to Mary. He is an example of, of he, he is to be, uh, she is an example of great faith, faith to be emulated, but she is not to be worshipped as God prayed to, as God. We worship God alone. We pray to God alone. Who do we pray to? We pray to God. Is this, this clear? Who is God and what, I, what has he done? We are laying groundwork so that when we get into the prayer, it will be very quick. And it'll make sense, hopefully, once we have laid this groundwork uh, down. He is creator. Who is God and what has has he done? He has revealed himself to be a personal God, to be a relational God. Then he created us, uh, Genesis 1.27 tells us that he created us in his image. Him being relational, you, us, are relational as an effect. We have a great desire to be communicated to and to communicate, especially with the birth of social media. For example, my wife and I, we went to Batanes. It is beautiful. Have you ever been to Batanes? You've seen pictures of Batanes? 
It's beautiful. Who wants to go to Batanes? Wow! There's no Wi-Fi. There's no signal. What? How can I Instagram? If I can't Instagram, what's the point? If I can't post it on Facebook and tell my friends about it and making git, what's the point? We are relational in this way. It is a deal breaker if there's no Wi-Fi, if there's no social media. In this day and age, this is true. So what has he done? That's God, relational, so we're relational. What has he done? Let me turn that on its head. What did we do? He didn't do anything wrong. We did something wrong. We rebelled against him. And we sinned. The Bible says uh, the wages of sin, one sin, is death. That's a holy God. One sin, one stain, disqualified. Okay? So there is no way to reconcile holy God and sinful man. There is no way. Okay? There is no way. This is impossible unless God intervenes. The whole Bible is about this. So, so when Moses was leading the people from slavery, and they, he comes across an impossible pass, which is the Red Sea. That's what it, what, what it was talking about. Okay? When you cross there, that's... that's the, the promised land. Where God is, is the promised land, but we can't get there because there's an impossible pass, which is our sin. There is no way. So He is not only creator, He is rescuer as well. He is rescuer. Unless He does anything, we were, are all hell-bound. Ephesians 2 verse 1 tells us that we are dead. Can you say dead? Have you ever seen a dead person? Can't help him one bit. Ganun tayo in our sins. We cannot help ourselves. He is rescuer in that John 3.16, He so loved you, us, that He sent His rescue mission in the person of Christ Jesus. So Jesus, basically, ang nangyari is a great exchange. A great exchange. Dito nanggaling yung exchange gifts. He got what we deserved, the wages of sin. Jesus had no sin, and He Got it. That's why he died on the cross. But the exchange doesn't stop there. He gave us what he had accomplished, which, which is a sinless, perfect life. So if the wages of sin is death, the wages of a perfect life is eternal life. That's what Chris, Christians have. So he's creator and rescuer. Perhaps this would be able to help you. I heard this story about a little boy who, who made a small boat. Okay? He made a small boat, and then, you know, when I was younger, uh, pagka umuulan, diba, yung malakas yung agos ng tubig dun sa kanal, diba, kahit na marumi siya, okay? nagsiswimming pa ako doon, lalagay niya doon. And then it, the torrent becomes so strong, and it washes away. Okay? And then one day, oh no, that, I love that boat, I made that boat. And then he one day sees it in a shop for sale. Wait a minute, that's my boat, I have my initials there. Uh, no, sorry, it's for sale. What? That's mine. I need. Okay. What what he does is that he saves up for a lot of months, then he buys it. It's his twice over. He made it and he bought it. That's us. You understand? G- God made us. Jesus bought us at a high price. This is who we're praying to. When, what then is a Christian's standing before God? We are forgiven sinners. Okay? Let's put an emphasis on sinner. You are a sinner. Look at your life. We, we were sinners, but we're forgiven. Okay? Put your, put your 
um, emphasis on forgiven. We are forgiven, but we are still sinners. Who among you are Christians, like me, are still sinning? Not that you should, but you will. Not promoting failure, I'm just telling you something that you already know, you, we fail all the time. Not that you should, but you will. Okay? Uh, you can't teach that, that's, that's a license to sin. Well, easy. Romans 6 verse 1 tells us, So do we sin so that grace may increase? By no means. If you think this way, then you are not saved. It's that simple. When you're saved, it's supposed to take you from darkness. You're saying, you know, I can sin some more. You're not saved. Ganun lang po yun. Okay? Your gratitude, your worship should lead you more closer to Jesus and away from darkness. And we are children of God by adoption. By adoption, is there's only one natural um, uh, son of God, that's Jesus Christ. The Bible, Romans 8, Galatians 4, Ephesians 1, tells us that we are adopted. And if you know the law, legally, an adopted is just as, an, as much an heir as a natural son. And that is who we are. We are adopted children of God. John tells us in, in his gospel, 1 verse 12, that if we understand receive the Jesus, believe in the gospel that we are children of God. We have full access. Can you say full access? Full access. When you are a Christian now, you have as much of God as you need. All of God. The fullness of God is in your life. Um, we, we know of songs that say, I want of more of you, God. And we're, we know where that's coming from. And it's nice to sing that. But do you know that theologically, when you are in Christ, you cannot have any more of God quantitatively in Christ Jesus. All access is already ours. That is the amazing position that we have as children of God. When God sees us, He sees the blood of Jesus covering us, and we are blameless. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we are blameless. Instead of judgment, a warm, strong embrace saying, well done good and faithful servant. So this is where we are working from. This is who we pray to. This is our God. This is what He's done. And this is what our standing before Him is. So this prayer applies to all. This is spiritual. Tom Cruise is spiritual in his Scientology. Uh, Richard Gere is is, uh, spiritual in his uh, Zen Buddhism. It's not enough to be spiritual. We want you to be Christian. So what is Christian prayer? Christian prayer is all of these things. What we're going to be showing you are the things that that people who aren't Christians, they cannot feel. Christian prayer is awe before an infinite being, but it, it, it is also intimacy with a close friend. It is a duty and a struggle, if you're honest, but it is also a joy and a delight because it is relationship. It is not religion. It is not ritualistic. It is relationship. Christian prayer is also based on what is known about God, the truths of God that we hold in our minds, but it is also engaging of our deepest affections of the heart, even deeper than one we, what we can express. This is Christian, Christian prayer. But the question that we have right now, Does prayer work? Is prayer actually effective? Can it really change things? So that's our tension. I'm willing to bet that every one of us are thinking, uh, have, have thought of these questions at one time or another. Do you want to know the answers to these questions? 
If you're here and you know that, could you stand, stand on your feet as we read from Scripture, please? We're going, to, we're going to be reading from Psalm 18, verses 1 to 3 and verse 6. We place this psalm at a particular time when, when, uh, when David was thanking the Lord for saving him from the murder attempts of King Saul on David's life. Probably in 1 Samuel, verse 23. There are several, but 1 Samuel chapter 23 is probably where the scholars would all agree that this is where it's from. But the song generally recalls the time when David had been, had been expressing his gratitude for God saving him from all of his enemies, including the Amalekites and the Philistines. Again, four verses. Can I, can I, can I ask you to read with me, please? All right, one, two, three. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Verse 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Can we pray? God, thank you that you are this God. You had revealed yourself as a God who speaks, and you have revealed yourself as a God who, is, who relates with us, who loves us, who cares for us, and who hears our prayer. We agree with Scripture that says, your arm is not too short to save. Holy Spirit, would you be with us today? Teach us as only you can about how you have called us, invited us to be in a relationship, and how we can oblige and respond and enjoy union with you. We commit this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. These are the Psalms, so we can't really get too much doctrine from these, but we will use this Psalm to discuss some topics that are probably um, frequently asked questions for most of you. So three things we can glean from this Psalm. Prayer is, number one, it fosters relationship with God. You've heard this, it's almost cliche that, that Christianity is not a, a, a religion, it is not ritualistic, it is a relationship with God. In a relationship, any relationship between a husband and a wife and a friend, even a, a small kid would sense if someone is befriending him for all the wrong reasons. He just wants to play with your toys. He's user-friendly because you're, you're rich and you can, you can spend for his lunch every day. You can sense this, don't you think God can sense this as well? A relationship, by definition, is one that delights in one another. Can you say delights? Can you, are you delighting yourself in the relationships that you have? Your friends, your workmates, or are you just keeping them conveniently because you, there might come a time that they might become useful to you? That isn't very loving of you. A relationship is one that delights in one another. It is so true of the relationship with God. Are we delighting with Him? Are we seeking His face more or are we seeking His hand more? We need to be, He, he wants us to, 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 to treasure Him more than whatever He can give and, and cause in your life. Communication is key to relationships. Um, my, my wife, it would be so easy. Just think about in your relationships. If you have a spouse, think about your relationship with your spouse. One of, the, one of the best ways for you to have a dysfunctional relationship is to just stop talking. Talking from your heart. A lot of people, sadly, are just talking. Uh, sige, sinusundo sa mga bata. Okay, kailan ba? Uh, kailan ka babalik? 
Ah, sino mamamalengke? Sino? It's just menial things. It's not heart-to-heart talk. It's not delighting with one another. Relationship entails delighting in one another. David delighted in the Lord. Psalm 63. If you could just take time to, to read that when you get home. He says, God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My, my soul longs for you. We need to, to, to feel this towards God in the relationships that God had entrusted for us. We need to delight in one another. Verse 1, I love you, O Lord. That word love is an unusual word. It means to love deeply. It's not the usual word that they use for love, but it's to love deeply. More so about a, a, a child loving his mom or dad. Some, hopefully this is the case that you would love your parents just because. Especially when you're an adult and you don't receive allowance anymore because you have a good job. You just love them. You just visit them. You just serve them and bring pasalubong just because you love them. No strings attached. This is what it's talking about. One of the pastors that I follow is uh, Pastor uh, Timothy Keller. And uh, his most recent book on on prayer, um, uh, he quotes this. Prayer is continuing a conversation that God has started through His Word and grace. That's interesting. God initiates. He's relational. He made us relational. He wrote scripture in words that we can understand. He initiates and we respond. And we, when we pray, when we live a lifestyle of prayer, it is us responding to God's initiation. Think of a baby. Right? A baby um, doesn't come to his mind. You just leave a baby on, on an island, probably won't be able to talk. Won't be able to say mama, papa, mama. He is, he is feeding off the words that he is hearing. Right? A, a baby will start talking baby talk in response to the multitude of words that are coming to him and he tries his best to, 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 um, to, to copy that. Mama, papa, dada is what usually comes out. So, so generally, the, the idea is the, the more coherent your words are, the more words, the more people talking to this, to this baby, the greater this baby's chances of uh, talking early and yung comprehension niya is, is mas, mas maganda. Okay? We are, when we are praying, we are responding to the initiating work of God to relate and communicate with us. Ephesians 1, verses 16 and 17, I find this interesting. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering, remembering you in my prayers, so that you may know Him better. The role of prayer, the purpose of prayer, is that so that we can know God more in relationship with Him, in communication with Him. That is the, 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 the sole, uh, sole purpose of prayer. And we, how do we do this? Primarily, we, we need to put ourselves in a position that we can read of God's Word. We will be talking about that next week. So here, here's what it's saying. The more that you're into, into the Word, you know how, how God thinks, how, how God works, you'd understand in your prayer life will improve. Okay? The Word helps in your prayer time, but one thing that helps as well is not just being a part of the audience, but being part of church community. Are you part of a victory group where you can talk about the Word of God, that you can be prayed over, that you can pray for others? This is how you improve in your prayer life. But we find ourselves in a curious situation. 
tayo, marami sa atin, we pray here in service. We pray in a victory group if you're part of one. We find ourselves being able to pray in public but not in private. Sadly, I've been able to counsel some, so many people that says, I don't think I have a relationship with God. I pray, I know the Christian words, I, I know how to weave them all together that will sound well. But I don't think I have a relationship with God. Could that be possible? The gospel tells, tells us that it is. Matthew 6 verses uh, five, 5 and 6 tells us about the Pharisees. The Pharisees, the hypocrites is what Jesus calls them. Love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. That is their reward. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Other people's attention, other people's adulation. It is all a show. It is all an outward expression of I'm better than you. Jesus continues, but when you pray, here's how we are to pray. Go into your room and shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Um, I'm sure if you have, for example, if you have two friends, right? Two friends, and, and uh, you're, you're their common friend. And you had to go, Ay, sandali lang ha, usap muna kayo. Okay? If you could eavesdrop on that conversation, it'll be awkward, right? They, they're not on speaking terms. It's going to be awkward. So, ang init, no? Grabe yan, 60 degrees, mga ganon. So, you're the friend of the groom or the ganito, di ba? It's awkward. You're not in speaking terms with, with, with somebody and we can tell. Sadly, we can also tell if someone is actually not in speaking terms with God. This scripture tells that that is entirely possible. You might be able to weave a prayer, but you're not actually in private on speaking terms with God. And I pray that that would change tonight if that is the case for your life. God gives us an invitation to be in relationship with Him. I pray that you would oblige, find out more about Him, be in awe of Him, and see how your trust and your love for Him grows. God makes the first move. A lot of us, um, if we, we are not on speaking terms with God, if we don't, if we don't uh, pray in in private, we hate being put on the spot to pray. This is a telltale sign. So, sino mo pray? Siya na naman. Ako na naman. Ako na naman. Bakit siya na naman? Di ba? It's a performance. It's all a show. Everybody, I, I've experienced that and I pray. I'm so glad by the, by, by the grace of God that He had initiated and that all I had to do was to acknowledge it and respond and reciprocate in a thriving relationship follows. I love my dad. I love my dad. My dad, um, he's my guardian. He loves me. Uh, he, before, before I even get around to needing anything, I just love him because I just generally have the pleasure of being around him growing up. I delight in him. Um, one, once upon a time in Manila Memorial Park, incidentally, I, we were playing um, Skip Stone. Manila Memorial Park, there's a man-made lake. Okay, so, so skipping stones, and he's teaching me how. And then my mom says, Okay, kakain na, we're about to eat. And he has a stone in his hand. Okay, and then he throws it, umabot sa kabila. And my jaw, my six-year-old jaw, drop. I'm the son of the most powerful man in the universe. I'm, I'm just, I, from that day forward, I can't, 
help but look at the arm of my dad. Oh, I can, my dad can beat up your dad. Mga ganun eh. Di ba? My dad can fail me. Your dad can fail you as well. If you're a dad, you can fail your kids as well. The most wonderful, the most responsible thing for us to do is for them to get their hands upstretched and hold the hands of their father in heaven. You know what? I am the, strong, I am the son of the strongest man in the universe. You know the hymn that says, He holds the whole world in His hands. Isaiah 40 verse 12 says, Who has with the breadth of His hand marked off the heavens? So this picture is kind of as, as, as enthralling as this picture is. He holds the world in His hands. Okay? So this isn't accurate. He's talking about the whole universe. Okay? So even if you're holding it in one hand, that's kind of inaccurate. This is more accurate. He holds the universe in one hand. Diba? When you're hanging a picture, tas tinatamad ka to get the tape measure, you just, okay, ganyan, ganito. He does that with the universe. Alright, that's the universe right there. And He holds it with one hand. How amazing is this? On one hand, He holds the universe. On the other hand, He extends to you. Come, give me your hand. Wouldn't you want to hold the hand that holds the universe? I mean, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know who holds tomorrow. Amen. Who's wanting to depend on this God more? You are wanting to declare your dependence on this God. You're joyfully dependent. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Psalm 61 declares that God is the, the, the strong tower against my enemies. Think of this as... as, as uh, as being God and you are living in His village and your enemies are there. They're like alimango. No, no match. David frequently strengthened himself in the Lord and inquired uh, of the Lord because of his dependence on the Lord. Reminding himself, there is nothing to fear. Philippians 4 verse 6 tells us exactly this. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, supplication is petition, okay? with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We have a culture here in the Philippines. Pag-pray na lang natin yan. Alam mo, nagawa na natin talaga. We've done everything that we can. So let's, let's just leave it to God. We, we do it as a last resort. Okay? We need to turn that on its head. Prayer is the most powerful thing that you can do. All the patriarchs and, and David, they, before they even did, did anything, see, wait for me outside, I'm going to seek and strengthen myself in the Lord, inquire of the Lord, we need to be doing this. It doesn't need to be two hours, wait two hours, I'll be out a couple of minutes. There's nothing too small by which we can honor God by lifting it up to Him in prayer, Muna. That's not passive at all. Prayer is not passive. Prayer is active dependence on God, being sure, being encouraged, convinced that He is already deep at work, that He is already uh, doing something. This is what prayer is declaring. I'm depending on you, God. Matthew 6, verse 8, we know this. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Tama? So why ask Him? We don't need to ask Him anymore. Diba? Nagsasayang lang laway. So why need? Hindi, ganito. Sa Mark 10, verse 51, 
there's a blind man. He's named Bartimaeus. Okay? And Jesus walks on. He's about to go and be crucified in Jerusalem. And uh, his mind was, was on other things. And he, he, son of David, have mercy on me. Then he goes back. What do you want me to do for you? Hello, bulagako. I want to prosper. He gives him an opportunity to articulate his faith. Okay? And that glorifies God. Jesus asked him. Uh, the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Your faith has healed you. Go. On Friday, it'll be Independence Day. No classes. And no work. Okay? But uh, for nerds like me, okay, June 12, 1898 is when Emilio Aguinaldo, the first president of the Philippines, declared independence from Spanish rule. It was something that they were looking forward. It is something that we commemorate looking back. It's something that we as Filipinos should celebrate. But independence from God? No, thank you. When I am bound to God, when we are bound to God, we can no long, we, we are freest. Do you understand? You can be the, the most free when you are bound to God. So Lord, we are not going anywhere. Regardless of what happens, prayers answered or not prayers answered, we are so convinced that this is the best place to say, stay. You are the Lord. You are our God. We have deep dependence on you. Which brings us to our last point. So that's dependence of God, relationship with God, dependence on God, then trust in God. Prayer strengthens trust in God. What's the difference? It's easy to trust when prayers are answered. But can we trust when prayers aren't answered? And if you're here, you, are, you have experienced prayers not being answered. Amen? Meron eh. How does that work? I thought he was a good God. I thought he was a powerful God. Either he, he isn't powerful enough or he isn't loving enough. Which is it? Verses 3 and 6. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. In my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. In a while, we'll go to verses 4 and 5. So how effective is prayer? How does this work? Well, what do you mean by effective? What do you mean by work? Is it effective if God answers it the way that you want God to answer that? Would you consider it to work? Because you said, Lord, ah, na 2015, uh, Nissan, kulay blue, tapos uh, may power windows, dapat ganun-ganun for it to work, for it to be effective? We need to define that a little bit. And let me do that by doing this. Matthew 7, verses 9 to 11. Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Okay? Alin dyan ang tinapay? Isa lang ang tinapay dyan. Yung nasa baba. Yung nasa taas, it looks like flat bread that is available in the Sea of Galilee. Okay? And to a small child, he wouldn't know the difference. If you wanted to play a cruel trick, sige, anak, agad. Pang! Diba? Dentist agad. Diba? This is what he's saying. An adult won't be fooled. A son, a child, which we are, we can easily be fooled. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Sa Sea of Galilee, may mga eels that look like snakes. But they are such a delicacy over there. On top, Isaiah 11 says that there are cobras in the region. So that, that's a baby cobra. And they almost look the same. You could fool a child. Lord, I, Dad, nagugutom ako. 
pahinging isda. O, o yan, good luck. <laughs> Ang sinabi, if you then who are evil, we have sin in our lives, you're not perfect, we hear it from you all the time. You're not perfect, you're not gonna do that. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? So what's good for you? We'll let the parents decide. If, if your son would ask you for a cobra, it's the new fad in, in, uh, in, in, in Cartemar ngayon. Di ba? Mom, you need to buy me a baby cobra. Di ba? Parang, no, no. Kala ko ba mahal mo ako? just throwing a fit. Diba? When will you give in? Will you give in at all? Would you do that? No. To his mind, he'd be cool. To your mind, he'll be dead. Tama. This is how our Father in Heaven looks at things. We need to trust Him. So some people who are saying, Nagtatampo kay God, He doesn't hear my prayers. Hindi yata niya ginugusto eh. Kasi yung bag na gusto ko, yung Prada, ganun, di binibigay. Diba? You, sadly, that is the case for many of us. I am not an ATM. I am not a genie. And you do not have a, 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 a password in Jesus' name like open sesame. Stop treating God that way. Philippians 3 verse 19 has scathing words for these people. Your belly is your God. Your glory is in your shame. Your mind is on earthly things. You married God for His money. We need to delight in God. Delight in the face of God, not His hand. God can bless, God does bless. But God knows, of all people, God knows when you're in it for the wrong reasons. Paradox of prayer, we will be quick about this. This balances out one another. James 4 verse 2, it does say it here. You do not have because you do not ask. Hey, you have the power in your words to change the status quo. Right? And, and, it, and it follows that if you don't ask for it, it doesn't happen. That's how powerful prayer is. But there's this verse as well to kind of pull it back. 1 John 5.14 This is the confidence we have toward Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Guns, they have safeties, right? The guns, they have safeties. If for some reason a, a, a child would get a hold of a gun and there's no safety, you'd be in trouble. This is kind of a safety. A lot of us, because of our desire for material things and because of our self-centeredness, we would ask things that we don't know but will destroy us if God would give it to us. This is a safety of sorts. Any gun, any high-powered machinery would have safeties for our protection. This is God being our protector. Think of it. Just think, how many things that have you asked that God graciously, lovingly didn't give it to you that you now realize if God gave it to you, you'd probably be not a Christian right now. And you're actually thankful that God didn't give it to us. When I was a, a small four-year-old, you asked me what I wanted to become. I wanted to become a ninja. I mean, I really wanted to be a ninja. Okay? You see that cardboard shuriken? Okay? That can't help, that can't hurt EPs. Okay, so when I, when I grew up, mom, you got to get me a new like this. I, I want something that's bakal, that could hurt that pusa that always comes around our, our yard. 
my parents would buy me a nice uh, shuriken in, 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 the, in clothes in Toy Kingdom. Okay? And when I, get, when I got older, around second grade, okay, my parents suddenly stopped. You know what? Enough of this ninja thing. What? How can you do this? How can you encourage something that I'm good at and then just drop the ball? I thought you loved me. I want to be, I want to be the best at this. I want to make this a career. <laughs> Even to this day, I kid you not, at my office, very busy, sometimes I sit and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you that I did not become a ninja. Because baka guto mang asa, anong kakaitin ng asawa ko hindi yata masyadong mahal ang sweldo ng, asawa, ng ninja ngayon. God knows what He's doing. Amen. Okay, so naririnig nyo, di ba? Parang hanggat nasa poder kita, hindi mangyayari yan. You're gonna go to a good school, you're gonna, you're gonna learn and you're gonna get a good job, you're gonna marry and have a normal life. And I thank the Lord that I am not a ninja. It's for our discipline, for our development, our gratitude to a God who knows better. There are many, many other things that I've been praying for as a young um, leader, a young Christian, I've been praying for an educated response to being interested in another Christian lady is to tell your victory group leader or your pastor about it. And I've been praying a couple of times and nothing ever comes to it. And I've been praying to be sent as an onshore um, worker in Portland. Um, it never came anything of it. And there was a time na nagtampo kay God. I thought I was your child. Then I met my wife. And um, at the end, while I was waiting, dun sa, ano, Pastor Jansen is uh, my best man. And I have pictures, but I could have shown it to you, but I'm not very, ano, <laughs> not very decent. Pandi mo alam nakangite, umiiyak, basta mukhang eng-eng. You wouldn't be respecting me anymore. But the ve- I kid you not, when I saw this, I said, Lord, thank you. Ang galing mo, Lord. Salamat, Lord, for all of those unanswered prayers because this is as perfect as I can ever imagine it to be. Who among you would want to trust the Lord more starting today for your unanswered prayers? God is faithful. Amen. Just one more thing. There's some people of you are asking, so what of the more important things? If God would answer this prayer, he would receive glory for sure. Why didn't he heal this person? That's a very good question. That's a very hard question to answer. Let me answer it by this. Matthew 25, verse 39. Jesus fell on his face and prayed, My Father, is it possible? Let this cup pass from me. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and this prayer remained unanswered. Jesus' prayer, the Son of God, no less. This was unanswered. Why? Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The prayer of Jesus was not answered for the glorious, perfect will of God to be accomplished. And we need to put our trust in that. This line is where we need to be. Lord, I think this is fish, but you decide if this is bad for me if I have the character, the spiritual maturity to handle something like this. Verses 4 and 5 talks about the worst possible situation. Okay? 
This is in the middle of what David was saying. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of shoal of hell entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. When we are doubtful, when we are, um, when we are tempted to make tampo with God, you assume your worst possible situation. When you're unconvinced of His love, look at the cross. When you are unconvinced of His power, look at the resurrection and be built up and strengthened in the Lord. When Jesus prayed, He always prayed to the Father, except for one time. For one time. And this is this time. Jesus cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, not Father, Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And here's why. Because at that very moment, God can't be His guardian. God can't give him provision. He's saying to his son, My son, you are the provision. He can't save you from judgment because, my son, you are to be the bearer of judgment. You cannot call me father right at this moment so that every single one who would call upon the name of Jesus can call me father. Do you see what Jesus has accomplished? He took our place so that we can take his What we deserve was put on Him so that what He deserves can be put to us. And that is the glorious gospel. And we'll end with this. Romans 8, 31, 32. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Let me balance it with Psalm 84, verse 11. No good thing. Can you say good thing? No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. We'll let God, our loving parent, decide for us what is good for us. These are our points. Relationship with God, dependence on God, trust in God. And I have a main point for you as we end. We pray to declare that God is our Father, that He is good, and that He is for us. Could you give the Lord a hand for for our time tonight? ask you to stand on your feet, please. As we pray, God, thank you for for your people. Thank you for initiating a relationship with us. It's a privilege for us to be recipients at best. I pray that by your mercies, we would oblige you as you make the first step. Everyone across this room who would want to have a more vibrant relationship in prayer life with God, lift up your hands across this place. God, here we are. We are your children. You are our God. As we draw near to you, your word says you draw near. You draw closer to us. God, we want this relationship. God, would you cause such a transformation in my heart that I would delight in you, that I would depend on you, that I would even trust in you when things don't pan out the way that I prayed them to be. God, I pray that I will not only just come to you when there is need, I will come to you when there is consolation, there's joy, and there's nothing to pray for. There is something to pray for. So much to see, so much looking down on my hands, we see so much. Loyal friends, food on the table, a roof over our heads, joy in our hearts regardless of the circumstance. For these, we thank you. I pray that your relationship with your people be vibrant from this day forward. Change them as only you can for your glory and your glory alone. Bless them as they go home. Protect them during the week. We pray all these in Jesus' name. We hope you were inspired by that message. 
Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.